welcome to the Loud Feedback Podcast, your place for the latest in movies and music. I'm your host, Jeff Yerhaken. And I'm your other host, Mike Gomes. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the new movie from Clint Eastwood, Mule, as well as the new EP from Coercion named Veritas. Or Veritas? How do you say that, Jeff? Veritas. Veritas. I think it's Latin. Latin, Veritas. I think so. I wonder what that means. I think it means truth in Latin. Truth. Nice. Don't quote me on that because I've been wrong about that kind of stuff before, but (laughs) I think so. Okay, so it's been a long time since we've been behind the microphones, um, but you know what? It's a brand new year, and here we are with another episode, and we've got a plan to be bringing the Loud Feedback Podcast on the regular to you guys in 2019. Stoked Mm -hmm. for that, you know, kind of doing a little bit of restructuring, but uh, just want to get everything out there to people that, you know, like movies and music and... uh, Keep them up to date. You know what I mean? Yeah, we love doing our thing, and you know it's been it's been too long, but here we are back at it again. So since yeah. last, since we had the last episode, um, what's been going on in the world of Mike Gomes? Well, <clears throat> I've been checking out this guy named uh, Jocko Willink, as well as uh, a guy um, David Goggins, and these I mean david goggins something else man he's like this ultra runner I, do you know what an ultra ultra running is do you know what that is no nah, i've never heard of it it's like over it's a race over 100 miles on Damn. foot yeah so i've been checking him out not that Jesus. i could ever not that i could ever you know like or would ever even want to run 100 miles but i've been running you know i've been getting my didn't getting, nwa uh, and didn't nwa write a song about that 100 miles and running yeah, yeah, there you go, dude. They were the first, that, the OG. They were the they were the first to do it. And so, yeah, yeah, I've been getting my uh, workout on in the new year. Going to keep that consistent and um and just uh got a gym membership, so I'm going to, you know, I, I have a little gym here at the house, you know, like I got I got my uh pull-up bar and stuff, but uh you know, sometimes you just got to want to get out of the house, you know? You want to go work out, you know, but you know, you, sometimes I'm I'm a real uh I side on the side of reclusive, so <laughs> I actually had to force myself to get a gym membership, and so I'll be able to uh, actually get myself out of the house and uh, work out. And um, yeah, I got a gym right across the street from me, so it's a little bit easier for me. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, uh, and then just working on uh, some stench songs. I guess you'll probably tell uh, tell tell the folks about that. But yeah, yeah. that's about it, man. You know, and work, uh, work, just building, almost done with this house. So I'm going to take a vacation after I'm done. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like a plan, man. Yeah. Vacations are always yeah. good. What have you been doing? Well, um, I guess the big news for me is I'm getting married in May and, oh, uh, <laughs> snap. my co-host here is, uh, my best man. So that's going to be exciting. Maybe oh, we should, we should be- do a live episode from the wedding. That would be. <laughs> I'm sure Jess would love that. <laughs> no, she'd be. She'd be so pumped. Nah, she'd be like... cool. But actually, the... um, one of the cool things is we're uh, we're we got like this pub rented out for after hours, like after the after the reception, Hell and yeah. it's going to be like all the bands, dude. Stench is going to be making a doing a little performance. It's going to be sick. Nice. It's going to be rad. That's going to be rad. Yeah, so I'm pumped on that. Uh, besides that, just um, doing a lot of music. Um, my band Rocket Said Glare is uh, finished with the mastering of our new EP, Terminal Speed. And uh, that's going to be released early in 2019. We're still working on a bunch of the promo stuff for it. But uh, I'm pumped on it. It's, it's, uh, it's a big step from, from the last recordings that we've done. And 
yeah, just the uh, the new Stench EP out will actually be released this year also, and that will be featuring both of us doing the punk rock thing. So it's good stuff. It's yeah, good stuff. man. I'm it's like, gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm liking what we're gonna we're coming up with with that. You know, like uh, the first first one's good, and uh, I'm I'm just happy with it. You know what I mean? Happier than I've ever been with anything. I've you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, well, that's it's good. The, that's good to hear. The, yeah, for sure. It's going to be cool. and uh, Stuff I would listen to. You know, I'm actually playing stuff like I would want to listen to. And I actually listened to uh, that first song we wrote, like, uh, just to hear a good song. So there you go. <laughs> got to do what? Yeah. Got to do, you know, play music that you like to hear. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, Mike is an exceptional punk rock drummer. He's pretty crazy. Right. Not really. but. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you listen to any new music or anything? Watching any um, TV shows? Uh, no, I've been pretty much, uh, staying pretty, uh, reclusive on that besides the stuff that we do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, I did, I did just get back into, uh, system of a down. Oh uh, yeah. Just, I've seen them live before. Man, you're lucky. I never have, but man, yeah. system of the down dude. system. I you always used to say system of the down, but it's system of a down and man, you wow. used to say system of the down. Yeah, oh. but nobody would catch it because system of the down, you know, he, yeah. nobody would catch it. You know, you just say it like that. But yeah, I, I never even knew that. But yeah, I just got back into them. They're, oh man, dude, nice. what a cool band. What a cool band. What a trippy, trippy, good band. Yeah, I've been listening to some old school stuff lately too. I've been listening to a lot of old Motley Crue and old Ozzy. So, nice, yeah. dude. And as far as nice. uh, TV shows, I'm back into the, the second season of Ozark. Um, I'm I am almost into the last season of Black Mirror, and I started The Americans, which is a great show. Nice, dude. So, yeah, nice. that's about it for me. Well, what do you say we get into our movie section? Yeah, let's, let's get do to this. it. Let's do first movie section of 2019. Okay, so for the first movie section of 2019, what we're going to do is we are going to go over our most anticipated movies of the year. Our three most anticipated in descending order. We call it 3-2-1. And there's tons. You know, I was looking through all the movies that are coming out this year, and it's like there's so many that I just forgot about. And it seems like every year around this time, I'm just like amazed at uh, how many good movies or hopefully good movies are coming out in the year. It's going to be it's going to be nuts. So... Let's get right into it. Um, for my third most anticipated movie, it is the uh, the follow-up to Jordan Peele's directorial debut, Get Out, and this one is called Us. And Jordan Peele has had a really interesting career. Like he, for those of you guys who may not like recognize that name right away, he's one half of the comedy dude, Key and Peele. Um, they're two guys that just have done like a sketch comedy show, um, for a while. And, you know, based on what he does in that show, you would never expect the type of movies that he directs to come out because, you know, he's does a lot of just like silly comedy. But then, um, when Get Out came out last year, it was like a total like horror thriller. It was like, it reminded me of like Hitchcock. And I feel like huh. f for somebody to go from doing comedy to like Hitchcock type movies, 
I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, no one's no one expected that movie to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture, but it was, and it's yeah. it's just insane. No one saw that coming. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I want to see it. Another one is because it was filmed in Mike and I. It was filmed in our hometown of Santa Cruz. A lot of the movie was. If you watch the trailer, you'll see uh, the the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. You'll see the um, like the harbor and. Um, up on Westcliff and like all, all kinds of Santa Cruz locations. So that one is one that I'm really looking forward to. That one comes out in March. Uh, Mike, yeah, that's that's like that's like uh, it was kind of a weird. I saw the uh, I saw the the trailer you sent me, and it was like it's like a family that's like getting attacked by the by themselves, but they're like this zombied out. It looks trippy, dude. Yeah, I'm sure trippy. it's going to be a trippy one. Get Out was trippy, but it was also really intelligent. It was, uh, you know, on the surface, it was just kind of like a Twilight Zone type of situation. But the movie, if you get down to it, is really about just like racism in the 21st century. And I'm Not wondering, really. yeah, I'm wondering what, you know, if he's going to have, if this one is going to be as layered as Get Out was. And I'm, I'm sure it was. Dude's like a super, super intelligent director for sure yeah. yeah he's he's it's funny it's like he's almost you can feel him like getting older or something he's trying to get a little bit more serious or something who knows man but he's got comedy down right he's got that <laughs> so why not move on to new new things but uh so my third uh is gonna be uh john wick i don't know uh oh, I, john wick I like, three yeah john wick three I, I don't know. I just kind of a shoot him up, bang, bang kind of guy and uh, should be pretty cool. I like um, the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet, actually. Yeah, I don't know is it, if Keanu's going to do the third one. I didn't oh, yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he, he, you know, he like trains like um, there's this there's this thing that you can train and basically you take an AR-15, uh, a... Uh, a uh, automatic pistol and then a shotgun and you go through this course and it's actually like a thing that you do that like you see who can get the best time hit the most targets he trained like super hard for this this movie uh doing this it's i can't remember what it's called uh the actual sport so there you go it shows me how much you know but i you know i'm definitely a a, a fan of um of firearms and uh he yeah so he he did all this crazy training and you can actually see it like when he acts and stuff like he's really good with with the firearms the shotgun the you know automatic pistol and the ar-15 so i don't know that's kind of that's why it's three is because it's just like some you know eh, shoot him up bang bang why not you know what i mean like get some popcorn and have a good time that's sure. my third well yeah. i thought that the choreography in the first one was like nothing I've seen before. I think that's kind of like the strong point of those movies is just the choreography is just out of control. Yeah, and you're starting to see a lot more like jujitsu moves, like in the action sequences. Like, yeah, you that's know, cool. Yeah, like arm breaks and stuff like that, which is super cool. You know, uh, people are starting to discover jujitsu a lot more, and uh, it's it's getting filtered into the uh, action sequences. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, heard, I, I heard they're gonna have uh, UFC fights on ESPN now. Is that yeah, true? ESPN Plus. Yeah, they just did, inked a deal with uh, ESPN before it was on FS1. But uh, yeah, that's you know, obviously another one of my. Uh, I I don't watch any sports except for that. So uh, yeah, they just inked a deal with that. I think there's one coming up. So uh, anyways, so yeah, yeah. So you know they're just getting bigger and bigger. But but anyways, what's your okay. second? My second one is. From a galaxy far, far away, it is episode nine of Star Wars. 
And I mean, obviously, this is just going to be a massive, massive movie. J.J. Um, Abrams is back to direct this one. Oh, he directed episode seven, which was a huge uh, commercial and critical success. Um, Ryan Johnson directed episode eight, which um, I thought was pretty good. I think it has a lot of haters and a lot of lovers, but uh, not too much down the middle. And I guess that's kind of like a sign of a good movie if um, you know people either love it or they hate it. So J.J. Abrams is coming back to uh, finish up this particular trilogy and i mean i don't know too much about it but like i said i love episode seven and um i don't think they can go wrong um also carrie russell is in the cast and like i said i've been watching uh, that tv show the americans and she's really really good in that so i'm looking forward to seeing what uh, she can do in this type of movie because i haven't seen her in anything like that before and uh on a side note there's also going to be some star wars live action tv shows coming in the future and it's all part of this um you know, Disney's going to have their new streaming service that's going to come out. I don't know when it's coming out, but I know they're in the works creating shows for it right now. But yeah, I mean, like a net, like a Netflix. Yeah, thing exactly. But it's just all going to be like Disney. So it's going to have all the Disney shows. Um, Damn. I'm sure it's going to have Marvel, like all the Marvel stuff is going to be on there. And then all the Star Wars stuff is going to be on there. Wow. But yeah, And then crazy. also new, new like Star Wars TV shows. So that's going to be interesting. But yeah, the movie is, uh, I know it's like a lot of people's number one anticipated, the number one most anticipated movie. But for me, it's number two. Looking forward to it. What's uh, nice. what's your number two? My number two is, and this is super cheeseball, but I'm telling you what, <laughs> it's going to be my next Halloween costume. It's called Happy Death Day to You. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's super cheeseball, dude. Super cheeseball. I love cheeseball movies, dude. Like Friday, you know, like, oh, Friday the 13th. They always show boobs. Oh, Every- man. You know what? I just actually, uh, over this last Halloween, I bought the um, the Blu-ray series for uh, Friday the 13th, and I watched like all of them back to back with all the special features oh, and stuff. Dude. It's pretty cool. Do you know that Kevin Bacon was in the first one? No. Yeah, that was like I guess it was how we got to start. Yeah, it's pretty crazy watching these old old uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Some of I, them are better than others, but I yeah. I love like a good slasher movie. There's just I Me mean too. it's so it's so comforting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean individual. yeah, I know, but you know, get some popcorn. Happy death, happy death day to you. It's now this super- is a sequel, right? I, I have no idea. But yeah, because I've seen I, billboards for Happy Death Day. So I think that this uh, is like the uh, sequel to that. Okay. I think. Well, anyways. But yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'm 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 uh, looking forward to it. I definitely haven't seen that Halloween costume yet. So I'll, I'll buy one of those and, uh, you know, walk around. Uh, you know, Terrorizing little not, kids. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool. But yeah. No, you know, slasher movie. All right. So whatever. I'm a weirdo. I, 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 I like stuff. Like, no, I think then I'm a weirdo too because I love slasher movies. Yeah. Hell yeah. What's your, uh, so what's your number one? All right. My number one, this one was easy. Um, and it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This is the new movie from Quentin Tarantino. The cast, oh, the cast damn. is just absolutely ridiculous. It's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, Tim Roth. I mean, it's just, it's out of control. And I'm hearing that it kind of shares some of the DNA of like uh, Pulp Fiction. So it's kind of a return to that type of style of movie. And it takes place uh, in the late 60s around the time. And it's kind of like centered around the uh, the whole incident with like the, the Charlie Manson murders. Oh, damn. So I just think that I, everything that I've heard about it, I'm excited for. So... 
Yeah, I'm pumped. This one comes out August 9th, and it is my number one most anticipated movie of 2019, Once Upon a Time <sighs> in Hollywood. Man, how was that time in history? The 70s was such a weird time. You know what I mean? It was so weird. It gives me, it, the 70s still gives me the creeps, like just like thinking about like all that stuff that was going on. It seemed like a, like a lull in our society, you know, just like, uh, are we 50s people or are we, you know, it was just 70s was weird, man. And, you know, we were born in that in that time, fortunately. Yep. We were too young to remember. But the 70s, you know, late 60s, what a weird time. What a good what a good world for a uh, for a movie, dude. How's that? That's gonna be a sick movie. Yeah, dude. I can't wait for it. I wonder if think I wonder if people are gonna be saying the same thing about like nowadays, like thirty years from now. Yeah, they might, dude. We live in a weird time. <laughs> like, Man, remember two thousand nineteen? Yeah, how whack. weird. Yeah, 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 for sure. Wow. Well, that's I can't wait for that one. I uh, I didn't catch that on my review of all the movies, but my first one is the. Uh, new uh m night how do you say his last Shyamalan? name Shyamalan. m night Shyamalan. it's got bruce willis in it with samuel l jackson and it's uh it almost looks like an a, like a marvel movie but it's uh not a marvel <laughs> movie it's like some kind of superpower kind of like human being stuff people have like these uh i don't know powers or whatever uh trippy i i just really like him as a director he does a really outstanding job, man. He he's just he just he's always you never know what you're gonna get when <laughs> you watch one of his. That's movies. true because some of them you are pretty never bad. I'm not know. gonna lie. Some of his movies you, are pretty terrible. But uh, yeah, that's that's called Glass. It comes out this yep. weekend actually. Um, and it's sort of a sequel to uh, this movie that came out. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago, called Split, which I mm. haven't seen that yet. But it, from all from everything that I've heard, it's it's supposed to be really good. And Split and uh, Glass are actually their sort of sequels to a movie that came out back in, oh man, I think it was like maybe back in like the 90s called Unbreakable. Now, I don't know if you ever saw that original one, but that was his, that was M. Night Shyamalan's follow-up to The Sixth Sense. And it was hmm. just kind of like this movie where you didn't, you didn't really recognize that it's a, uh, that it's kind of like based on superheroes until like the very end. And Whoa. that was kind of like the twist of the movie. And then, so for this movie Split, um, the whole twist of that movie is you find out um, at the very end of that movie that it's in that same world too. It's the same characters. So I thought that was really clever, like, you know, returning to those same characters after, you know, so many years. And then this movie is kind of like a culmination of all of those movies together. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I think I got to see Split first, but yeah, I'm looking oh, forward to that as sure. well. Wow. I mean, what a treat to get a new... Uh you know, a new, a new movie from, uh, Tarantino, dude. That's just, that's just like, uh, yeah, yeah. Know, I can't you, wait. It's going to be great. If, if Tarantino were to die tomorrow, uh, like don't even say he, that. No, oh, I know, but he's, he's too smart to, <laughs> too smart die to tomorrow. die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would, you would just be like, Oh my God, like what could we have seen from him? Like imagine what he would have made like in his old age. And we'll talk about old, old age directors later on, but, uh, Man, actually, let's. Uh, I think we can talk about them right now. Let's do this. Yeah, so that wraps up our most anticipated movies of 2019. And now we're going to move on to our movie review for this episode. And that is for the new Clint Eastwood movie called The Mule.
Need help, sir? Oh, uh, officer, hi. You need help? Uh, no, no, and I'm fine, thank you. What do you got there? Uh, well, pecans. I'm delivering pecans to my niece. And pecans? Syrup. Yeah, pecans. She makes the worst pecan pie you've ever tasted. I feel sorry for her husband, but... And I feel sorry for the pecans, too. <laughs> okay, so Clint Eastwood, he's 88 years old. I mean, the guy is up there in age, and he's still out there not only directing and acting in movies. And um, do you want to go ahead and start off? What did, what did you think about this one? Yeah, man. Um, Clint Eastwood, 88. He's born in 1930. Uh, Damn. Got his uh, start you know in in acting basically going to acting class and um realizing wow this is a really cool atmosphere there's a bunch of girls you know that uh are also doing acting and uh i think i want to hang out here you know what i mean he he's just a man's man you know what i mean he uh a lot of his roles you know are like kind of like uh, end of the road like no no real uh, choices in life, kind of like one of those things that, uh, hey, what other choices do I have? Let's do this. Uh, but but uh, this movie was based on a true story of a 90-year-old man that uh, started trafficking drugs for the uh, cartel. Um, and it's got a lot of really good people, and it's got Bradley Coop, Pena, Michael Pena, uh, Diane Weiss, Lawrence Fishburne, Andy Garcia and his daughter Allison Eastwood and um, yeah, who was his daughter I, in the movie? Uh, so basically, I don't know if you remember, but the, the com- complaining daughter, uh, she, you know, he he never made it to a lot of uh, events. Uh, let's say, uh, oh with right, his, right, with, okay, the blonde with his one. Fam- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's super what I Super cute, super cute gal, and. Uh, yeah, she she actually plays his daughter, and it's actually his daughter, and uh, so he's not acting. N- yeah, <laughs> right. So, um, in in that note, you know, it, it talks about importance of family, trying to make you know, trying to make up for his absence, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is always it's a good theme. Basically, this guy. Uh, was a workaholic and uh, didn't pay attention to his family and missed a lot of important important events and so uh, so it's it's got a good message and then um, basically uh, you know I think you know like I was saying before I think it was like one of those things uh, where the character is his character is trying to. Uh, you know, do something. He he doesn't have a lot of more choices. Kind of like in Gran Torino mm-hmm. when when he had cancer. You know, and he's like, "Well, what what do I got to lose?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things where, like, what do I got to lose? So, um, very cool movie. Um, I thought when I first watched the trailer, I thought it was going to be a thriller. You know, like I thought it was going to be like. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a thriller, and 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 uh, I, I, you know, spoiler alert, it's not a thriller, um, but it is a good movie, and um, you know, I'd give it. Uh, uh, I'll, uh, we'll wait. What what do you tell me? Your thoughts, Jeff? Okay, I'll 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 say my thoughts now. Now I love Clint Eastwood. Um, I did not love this movie. 
Um, the last one that we saw, we actually reviewed on our podcast too. It was called the 1519 to Paris. And that was also based on a true story. And I, unfortunately I felt that there's some similarities between that movie and this one, as far as the script. Now, um, I liked the character. The character was good. I felt that the script was really vanilla. And I feel like what I mean by that is like, there's some conflicts in this movie and they're mainly between Earl and his family and between Earl and the cartel, Earl and the FBI or Earl's the main character. But all of the conflicts felt really static to me. Like I didn't feel like there was any narrative tension. I feel like these conflicts were set up, but they were never developed. It was just, it just was like, okay, this guy's against me, but it, it I felt like there was no progress as far as, you know, how these conflicts played out between all of these different characters. Um, and besides Earl's character, I thought all the characters were really one dimensional. Um, where, you know, where like if you ever watch a movie and you like, you feel the acting, like you can mm-hmm. just like, f- you just feel them acting. I felt like that. I mean, especially like Bradley Cooper, who, you know, is normally really great, I think. And um, mm-hmm. also Lawrence Fishburne had like, it, you know, in a way, it's like the acting seemed really wooden, but. I also kind of feel like mm. that's a little bit of the script's fault because I don't. I felt like they weren't really giving given like that much interesting stuff to do. However, the one outlier is there's the scene in a coffee shop with uh, Bradley Cooper's FBI character and Earl that was mm-hmm. pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and the antagonist characters were just re- like the ones that <laughs> there's about, about like two thirds of the movie. There's like some kind of new antagonists who kind of like take over and they're kind of like the really like badass guys and it goes they, nowhere. They were just ridiculous. These characters, it was like caricatures. It was like the cheesiest like villains where I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I was like laughing in the theater. <laughs> um, now. You know, as far as the movie, it was it wasn't horrible, but I had you know I had some pretty high expectations for it. I was hoping for it Me to be too. really good. Um, Me too. You know, in the theater, I was kind of weird because like, you know, I, f- I was like the youngest guy in the theater, and I mm. felt like this movie does is uh, would really appeals to like an older generation to kind of like like they would like to like live through this experience, and it's kind of like excitement to like see like themselves presented in a way that's you know, exciting and fresh. And like, I, I thought that, you know, that's kind of the audience that this is for, but you know, for me, it just, it was, it just was, wasn't totally my jam. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So mm-hmm. if we, uh, going by our scale, one to eight, one's no fun. Eight's great. I give this one a four out of eight. Four out of eight. Cool. I'd give it a, about a four out of eight. You're giving it a four. Yeah. Didn't have a whole lot of, uh, like, uh, spoiler alert the ending wasn't that great um yeah Agreed. it was it was it was pretty middle of the road i mean how middle of the road could it be with with all those great actors in there well i got news for you if the script ain't great it's gonna be middle of the road so i'd go like five five and a half you know i okay you know there you go okay so that wraps up our first movie review of 2019 for the mule and now it's time for us to get into our music section Okay, now, similar to what we did with movies for this episode, we are going to give our 321 top anticipated albums of 2019. This goes in descending order from our third most anticipated to our most anticipated album of 2019. So, Mike, why don't you start this one off? So, my uh, third is going to have to be a 
Rob Zombies coming out with a new album. Uh, just kind of a old crush from the from the back in the day. I, I like Rob Zombie. He's like a film guy. He like makes super killer music. Uh, not super killer, but but just interesting. You know, you never know what you're gonna get from Rob Zombie. So uh, so stoked for that one. Yeah, that, how about you? That one's actually on my list too. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and uh, I'll give that one right now because that was my number two, and then I'll go back to my number three. Just since you've already mentioned it, but All yeah, right. my number two is Rob Zombie. Um, yeah, he also has a new movie coming out this year, which is uh, I guess you'd call it a trilogy. But the first one was called House of a Thousand Corpses, and the second one is Devil's Rejects, and then this new movie is called Three from Hell. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was reading about um, this new Rob Zombie album, and apparently that they have like a lot of like different types of songs on it. And you know, when the last one came out, I liked it off, like uh, like you know right from the beginning. But I found myself like just in the mood to listen to it like more and more often, and I just <laughs> jam, I just jam that album a lot. So I'm definitely looking forward to this new album. You know, they just uh, he just finished a tour, and I I really wanted to go, but I kind of dropped the ball and didn't end up like getting a uh getting tickets to go see him but um yeah definitely looking forward to the new album though yeah the new rob zombie album isn't doesn't have an actual release date yet or a title but it is going to be released you what, know, from what you I know hear, my, early this early this year nice yeah you never know what you're going to get either from him i mean you kind of do you have a you know it's going to be coffee but is it going to have some creamy sugar in it you know what I mean? like, sure. you, you get like a you know you know the the gen the, the genre you know you know kind of somewhat but who knows you know people grow up and they make different stuff but my second one is going to have to be a body count I'm oh super, yeah did you hear yeah. the did you hear the last body count album uh yeah yeah it i was listened excellent. to it excellent yeah i did I thought it like was it, so good yeah i loved it yeah it's almost like they get like the the B grade musicians on that stuff. Not they're not B excuse me, they're not B grade. They're just like guys that aren't in super sick bands, but they're like still in sick bands. He gets a lot of good uh magicians. Yeah. You know, he gets a lot of good musicians and uh and you know he's 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 he produces. He's constantly producing. I mean one of the you know, first ten albums I listened to was uh, Ice T and oh yeah, the first Body Can album. Well, no, are we no, talking about just Ice T? Yeah, just Ice oh, T yeah. when he had those naked ladies, and then <laughs> he's facing forward, and their ass is yep. just like they're all yep. facing the other way. Yeah, that was uh, I can't remember the name of that album, but yeah, definitely a fan of him. I mean, he's a producer, he's working, he's putting in work, he's just a just a worker, and and I appreciate that, and I'm always into like somebody that's putting in work like hearing what their new stuff is so yeah body count nice. know, that's my second did you so uh, did we you already see, went over did you see the um body counts uh cover of suicidal tendencies institutionalized no dude you gotta check it out yeah if if anyone hasn't seen that go on youtube and check it out it's hilarious it's like basically the whole like you know suicidal ten tendencies institutionalized where in the original song mike mirror is just like ranting about like all this shit and then he mm -hmm. just gets into the chorus and like, oh, I'm not crazy. But um, it's like when Ice-T is doing the rant part, it's all about like shit about like his life instead of Mike Muir's life. You know, nice. it's like him like being on the set, like record, like filming his TV show or something. And like someone pisses him off or something. It's, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. That's rad. Yeah, it's pretty punk rock too. And uh, on the last album, they actually cover uh, Raining Blood, I think by Slayer. There's like a Slayer cover on there. I think oh, it's Raining shit. Blood. 
And it's, yeah. dude, it's awesome. Yeah, so good. I actually yeah. remember um, there was this, uh, like back in the day, there was this uh, movie soundtrack album for a movie called Judgment Night. And uh-huh. it was uh, just a bunch of like rockers and rappers together doing songs, like collaborations. There was like, I think like Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam and like Helmet and House of Pain. But uh, there was one with Ice T and Slayer, and it was them like, uh, yeah, doing like three like hardcore covers or something. Into yeah. they made it into one song, but yeah, it was super sick. But yeah, hell so yeah. A new body count. I'm stuck for that too. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Like I said, he's producing. He's you know, it might change a little bit. You know, this is a guy that wrote Cop Killer. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a big fucking deal, dude. When he wrote that song, oh, it yeah. was like, holy they crap! Pulled, remember like, they pulled it off the album. And they, yeah, they re-released like it, was it without a, it without that song on there. A big deal. Like he's always pushing the limits. So yeah, we'll see is. what he what he goes goes to next. You know. Yeah. So it's always you know. Yeah, excited. So so I'm gonna step, I'm gonna step back to my number three now because my number two is Rob Zombie. Um, okay. we went a little out of format just because we had the same the same right, uh, right, album. Right. But my number three most anticipated album of 2019 is SOS by the Swedish skate punk band Millen Colin. Um. Hmm. I was a big fan of their last album, uh, True Brew, and I feel like this is one of those bands where they've been around forever, kind of like in the skate punk scene. And as their music kind of like evolves, they've they've kind of like gone back to that really like, you know, fast, like technical and like poppy, like punk rock stuff. Mm -hmm. And their last album, I feel like it was like their best album that they've ever released. And they have two new songs. already out for uh for this new album one is the title track sos which they have a music video for and the other came out just like a few days ago and it's for a new song called nothing and both of the songs are really strong and i i just think that this is going to be their whatever they kind of groove they found on their last album i think they're going to continue with that groove on this album and that's my that's my number three most anticipated album they're gonna they're gonna kill this one huh yeah i think so yeah, cool. I really do. It'll be interesting to see if they do. You know. Yep. Yeah. So it's always, uh, it's always, a, you know, it's so cool that I don't know the whole thing. You know, people make music and we get to listen to it. It's just a one of the best parts of and life. We, and like, we get to make it. We yeah, get to make it. Yeah, and we get to, to make it. it. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, it's up there with you know food and sex and uh, breathing. Yeah, food. You know, water. Yeah, hell yeah. It's one of the great pleasures in life. What a cool deal. My first number All right, let's one. Hear let's hear it. What is my, your number one? I, I bet you album? probably know. It's probably the same as mine. Megadeth. Oh, no, that's not mine, but yeah. No? No. Uh, how did I'm, Megadeth I'm ex- not? I, I'm, yeah, dude, I'm excited for that, but it, well, it, didn't, it just didn't make my list. It was like an honorable mention for me. You don't like to sing through your teeth or what? Megadeth's new album coming out now. Yeah, all you have to do is just clench your jaw and then sing. You know, make sure your teeth are together and you him watch him become a god. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I, I love freaking. Hey, Dave their Mustaine. last their last album was great. I think we I think their last album was one of the first albums that we reviewed on our podcast, Dystopia. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, secretly I know he's probably uh Probably a dick, you know. He's he's probably uh, eh, he I don't knows. know, maybe I not. I don't know. Him. I don't know. Knows. I cannot say that, but I I've heard that he he's well, very he just uh, very particular man. Dave Mustaine, uh, hey, our my co-host just called you a dick. Yeah, he's gonna Sorry, come Dave. after you now. 
Sorry about that, Dave. I don't. I, if I see you in person, don't punch me. But uh, no, I, I I heard you, you know, said I was a dick. You said I was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and then just poof, and just knocked out. Uh, I'm, I'm no, not, I'm not gonna lie. I think you could probably take him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. He, he won't have my. He won't bite my ear or anything. He's got his teeth clenched. <laughs> but uh. No, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm always, same thing, dude. It's just like, oh, my God, dude, Megadeth, what are they going to do? You know the guitars are going to be shredding. Of course. God, like, fucking 60-year-old man, or how old is he? I don't know. Just shredding. Yeah, old and shredding. What's your number one? All right, my most anticipated album of 2019 is the new album from Bad Religion. Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. Yes, yeah, so... They've already released three singles off of the album, and I ain't gonna lie. When I heard the first one, which is called "The Kids Are Alt Right," I was like, "Eh, eh, it's okay, but it's mm-hmm. like not the bad religion I know and love." But then they released uh, two other songs. One is called "The Profane Rights of Man," and the other one is called "My Sanity." And I was like, "Oh, this is the bad religion I know and love." It's like nice. straight up like. Old school, fast, great harmonies. I mean, it's just bad religion, dude. It's bad religion. Again, and, you know, we've been talking about these artists that we've been following for a really long time, like our, you know, since we were young. And mm-hmm. bad religion, I mean, they've been playing since like 1980, dude. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, it, I love watching the progression of, of bands like that. And it, Again, it's like another band that is just keeping true to their roots, keeping true to like the punk rock, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there again, there's no release date yet. The album doesn't have a title, but apparently um, the title and the release date should be uh, announced like any day now. So nice. that's, that's going to be it. Now, I also wanted real quick before we get into our coercion interview. Honor, honorable mention or something? I got a couple of honorable mentions. One of them cool. is uh, I'm looking forward to the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Um, oh, snap. The last one, I didn't love it when I first heard it, but it was one of those albums that kind of grew on me. I, I found yep. myself listening to it more often. Yep. Uh, and the second one is just because I, I, I want to hear <laughs> what it sounds like, but... Um, there was a Metallica show up up there somewhere where, um, or I think it was up there. Maybe maybe it wasn't. But they played, um, it was like all acoustic. And so no they're going to be releasing like this uh, live album of them playing these acoustic songs. And fun fact about this is the artwork for this album was done by our friend Jimbo Phillips. No way. Jimbo did it? Yeah. He did Rad. the artwork. Give a little history on Jimbo. So like, J- yeah, Jimbo is uh, he's an the artist. Lineage. Yeah, he's an artist. He uh, does a lot of stuff. I mean, his stuff is everywhere. But he, mainly, you see his stuff for like Santa Cruz skateboards. And his dad, Jim Phillips, was actually the creator of all of this like really iconic um, Santa Cruz artwork, like the Santa Cruz skateboards dot logo, Santa the, uh, the screaming hand logo, Slasher, Rob Roskop, all the skateboards that I had when I was a little kid all had his artwork on the bottom of it. And he's just kind of like one of those like Santa Cruz legends, like an icon that, you know, that, that art will live forever. And it just, every time I see anything like that, it just like, it reminds me of home. And if you go to Santa Cruz, you'll see 
that the Santa Cruz logo on literally like every third person that lives there. Like it's just everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you'll never go to like any town and just see like so many people wearing the same thing as when you go to Santa Cruz and see just like everybody wearing the Santa Cruz skateboards artwork. And it's all, that's all done by Jim Phillips. Speaking of Santa Cruz, for the next section, we are going to get into a review of the new EP by the band Coercion, a Santa Cruz band called Veritas. We caught up with these guys to uh, talk about their new EP, so we're going to first get into this interview and then we'll get into the review. Okay, we are here with Jake and Anthony from the band Coercion. Now, you guys, you're sort of an all-star band. You guys are all made up of bands that have been playing in a bunch. You're made up of guys that have been playing in a bunch of other bands that have experienced some sort of success over the years. So, how did you guys all come together? Um, well, we actually started in '96. Um, I was living with Sean Sellers, uh, Good Riddance's drummer, just as a roommate, and Luke and him and Tom Kennedy, our our bass player, started this sort of darker, slower, more kind of metal project, um, kind of more like, sl not slow, but more mid-tempo, straight ahead, right. you know, punk rock. And uh, so they were playing the jams out in the rehearsal studio that they had in the garage at Sean's house. Derek Plord, Lagwagon's old drummer. Oh, yeah. actually, oh Derek. Oh, one of my yeah. favorite drummers. Wow, what a shame, yeah. huh? Yeah, so rest his soul. He was also a very talented carpenter and built this killer studio out there, soundproofed it and everything. And um, just a really, really talented guy. He used to hang out there all the time. But he built the studio, so the band was jamming, and I and I kind of heard the songs through the wall. It was connected to my bedroom. So I was kind of humming along and went out there and um, had a little PA head and some speakers and was like, hey, let me try some vocals on this stuff. Nice. and just went and barged it and yeah and it kind of worked out a few weeks later they had some recording dates and we went in and laid down a recording we recorded with andy ernst oh yeah of ears yeah we did a lot of the afi screw 32 like those right. kind of east east bay east bay bands and we went in there and i just sort of winged it and pulled it together and that's how coercion started in 96 96 you guys started wow yes yeah but then we sort of um well, I got kicked out like shortly after because I was showing up to practices late. And <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I just used to just, you know, smoke pot and, and write riffs and just jam and like, what's the big deal? Right. Luke and uh, Tom and Sean had a lot more experience with Good Riddance and professional studios and were a lot more prepared. And um, I learned a lot about, you know, writing my lyrics on a piece of paper. Um, things like that and, and just being prepared for the for the for the studio so you're not wasting time i mean you can wing it when you have a considerable you know amount of talent you can kind of wing it but the best you're, musician you're not supposed to just wing it yeah exactly <laughs> i thought that's all yeah well i was from grass valley we didn't know so i was just sort of a rookie basically and so they kind of offed me um and i was all butt hurt but it really kind of uh, drove me to put a fire under my butt to really get fired up with lonely kings and then, you know, 20 years later in 2016, there was some Facebooking and emailing going back and forth about the the coercion demo, the long lost demo that we did. 
and Tom had digitized some of the songs and sent them to me. And I was kind of like thinking about it, like, oh man, you know, like those were great songs. And um, I listened to them. I was like, man, that's not, that's not too bad. And so we put together um, a recording session with Michael Rosen, who I knew through the guys in Papa Roach and who also did some stuff with AFI um, back in the day as well. We, we did some, nice. some Lonely King. Yeah, and some, yeah, yeah, we really know him really well through Lonely King stuff with Michael Rosen. Okay. And so it all kind of came together. And um, so we went down there and we needed a drummer. Sean wasn't able to do it. So Luke reached out to Tony Palermo, who plays was in Unwritten Law mm-hmm. and um, Ten Foot Pole. Ten Pole, Pole yeah. and now he plays for Papa Roach full-time, the last few records of theirs for the last eight or nine years. And right. I knew him through the, the, the Papa Roach guys in Sacramento. And uh, Tony had some time off and came up and did the demo. And then um, we decided we wanted to do more than just a recording. So that's when I um, said, hey, Anthony... Uh, who's drumming currently for Lonely Kings, was moved back to Santa Cruz. We needed a drummer. The guys were in Santa Cruz, and I hooked them up with Anthony, and they loved him, and it all kind of worked out. And then um, Luke always wanted two guitars, and he remembered that uh, Jim from Death by Stereo was tattooing in San Jose right over the hill, reached out to Jim, and Jim was super stoked and came in, and um, both Anthony and Jim, I think it was like one practice, and everybody was like, this is it. Yeah, we're good. So, uh, and it all came together yeah, and, um, yeah, we jammed, we did, um, Luke, Luke, myself and, and Tom, we jammed for a while and we actually tried out, tried out another guitarist before Jim. Um, mm-hmm. and we played for maybe like a month or two with him. Really, really talented, talented guitarist. But, uh, but <clears throat> Luke had mentioned the thought of Jim possibly coming over. So. We jammed, and we were kind of like, uh, I don't know, because this other guy was really good. We're like, I don't know right. about this. Uh, and we jammed with with uh, with Jim once, and we're like, oh, okay, shit, this is yeah, he sure yeah, yeah, we're like, this is this is it right here. Like there was that chemistry, which we didn't quite have with with the other guy we were we were playing with. At well, the they time. Right. yeah, they they would send me demos, and I yeah. could hear the difference because I didn't get to watch it. I was up in sack, so Tom would right. record it, send me an MP3. And you could tell with like the down picking and the, yeah. the, the punk rock like sure. guitar playing background that it just locked in a lot yeah. better. And um, yeah, Jim was just as insane as we all are, and it just emotionally and uh, kind of sonically yeah. matched up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's quite a backstory you guys have. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah it was like kind of Luke's Luke's long lost project. I mean, there was a time there when Good Riddance was out of the mix. They would they didn't he right. didn't pick up tar for like five years yeah oh, he said damn. yeah and so coercion was always at the back of his mind and then these uh these demos came around and um we'd all learned a lot a lot more relaxed and had some time i mean the the weekend before we recorded the demo or the the one in uh, 2016 exit wounds i went through a divorce like i found out that kind of overnight that this was happening and i called the guys i'm like uh by the way my wife just moved out and they're like what and it was just this crazy thing and um but right, I needed so I'm, something I'm gonna have a lot of good songwriting material yes, here. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I got I'm a lot of songs I gotta write guys. I'm not gonna wing it but I might wing it. Honestly <laughs> it was it was kind of a relief and starting up some rad new band was just what I needed anyway to be like okay you still are a um vital candidate for 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 life. So anyway. 
<laughs> and, you, and 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 the thing is, is you could definitely hear that on the on the uh, EP. You know, like a sense of that. You know, with yeah. the rec- recording of the I lost five fucking years. That that shit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You could. Yeah, yeah. I want my five years back. I want my. But it was exactly like that. It was just a little more earnest, and even the lyrics steering them in a different direction, and just like laying it out there you know like well you know everybody goes through this kind of stuff and to try not to personalize it and feel sorry for myself but use it as some sort of uh, fuel to get out of there i mean it's not it wasn't my first time going through something serious like that um but uh you know um it was just totally different i was sober at that point and so it was the first time i've had to deal with um some major breakup like that and without using other things to sort of get through it so it was just a big sure. life-changing sort of episode but um was rad because those dudes uh were there and it's just this the synchronicity and the uh what do they call that serendipitous uh equation of doing this recording and then just became a band and um it was just really neat and then uh, me and anthony had formed a good friendship and we got to keep being bros he was going through some stuff and you know it all just kind of worked out for everybody so yeah yeah it's nice also to have like the album as kind of like a marker of that particular time in your life you can always look back on that and be like oh man that's all the stuff that i was going through with the divorce and everything yeah yeah instead of just piling out with beers and getting fat and crying about it or whatever it was like well that's always fun too yeah that's not saying that didn't happen also you can have it both ways yeah well i didn't have those coping mechanisms anymore so i was yeah. just like netflix and chips by myself it was just like just a lot of netflix and my and my dog you know like you still love me right of course you do like uh yeah the the dog is always there god you gotta love him oh, yeah. all, jeff and i both have dogs hey a quick question like do you guys have like a certain like go-to songwriting process i know it's like a lot easier now like you can like literally ship if you got the microphones you can ship over the uh you know email over the drum tracks or whatever do you guys just kind of do you guys just say hey we're gonna we're going into the studio or how do you guys you know the songwriting process and do you guys just email back and forth or like how do you guys typically do that so that's a good question so with uh the way we've been doing it which has worked really nicely for us is is luke luke and i have been based in santa cruz uh tom is up in san francisco jim is in san jose and jake is all the way up in sacramento and i i'm actually just moving back up to sac myself right now but uh the way we would do it is we we had a spot in in santa cruz uh luke myself tom and uh jim we would get together about once a week and we would do all the writing together in that room um every once in a while there would be a riff that would be brought in but everything would essentially be done right there in the room all together all you know uh throwing stuff in the pot you know organically yes contributing things yeah jamming stuff out seeing how it goes which is really cool um i think luke is is really stoked on that because it's much different i think than how than how good riddance has always written so Uh it's been a really fun experience that way and and what we would do is every single every single session we would record it um and we would send those files up to jake and up in sacramento because it was a little little gnarly for him to try to to make it down to practice every week just a little too far so we would you know the next day, all those files would go out. The very next day, like like every single time, and we'd all get to listen. You know, we'd all chime in. We have a group chat that we have, and we talk every day on it. So 
we essentially just kind of rip it apart and uh jake um having the songwriting background that he does he would chime in uh he would write stuff on it you know acoustically lyrically um he would really help us with the structuring of the songs like hey this part's really cool um i'm gonna record a part what if we started like this or what if you know we change mm-hmm. the course of this a lot of times jake would be like no 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 we're the verse is going to be the chorus and the bridge is going to be yeah. the first. So we would switch stuff around and then we'd go back in next week, even though Jake isn't there, we would make those changes. Nice. Um, whether or not, you know, we would really, we work really well together. Um, if someone has an idea, essentially we would do it. We would well, try it, we'd record it and send it back. And then essentially we'd work through it. And that's yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's important. It was, it was yeah. interesting. Cause like I'd get the song and then I'd get the chords and then I'd kind of write on it. And then I'd often find like, oh, well, this was this would be better here and there. I used to I called like dadding it up or like 90s, you know, basically simplifying because Luke is a shredder. Jim's an insane shredder. Anthony's a very explosive drummer. Tom, you know, is super steady. So there'd just be a lot of parts. And so I'd always be thinking of, of a deductive thing. But what I would do is I have mm-hmm. some PA speakers from when I was DJing. So I would plug my computer play the mp3 of recording practice through the speaker and then hit record on my voice memo on my phone and nice. sing yep. so yep. The, the speaker would kick out the music and i'd kick out my voice and i just right. put my head next to the speaker and that's about the extent of my formal uh, recording process like <laughs> I hey whatever works for a demo there. you know yeah <laughs> so i would just send it back and then luke would be like okay and see where i was going with it or i just record it on acoustic which is me and a guitar and say hey mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do that. But and then once in a while, I'd write like the nucleus of the song, like lose to win or something. I'd yeah. send them down just the bare bones. And okay. um, Luke would learn the chords and then Jim would kind of take them home and and do that. And then the second recording process, we would demo them at Jim's and Jim like bought all this right. recording equipment and is super gifted and figured out how to do Pro Tools in like two days. Yeah. So and bought all these headphones and it was crazy. So did you guys actually have a producer for the EP or did you guys do it yourself? uh the ep we had michael rosen and so he oh, helped okay. me so he helped with exit, yeah, wounds. exit wounds like the first demo ep and then the second time yeah no for, for veritas yeah well we had um aaron was really good engineering wise and he would put in his two cents but he we, yeah. we did a lot of editing i think i'd say we, we all kind of did that I, I, I wouldn't necessarily give aaron uh producer credits for that um although he always has Aaron Helm, it's Helm Studios in uh, in Oakland at Jacqueline okay. Square. He's he's excellent. I've I've recorded at those studios since I, I started recording in those studios in 2004, and I've done more recordings there than than anywhere else. I mean, I probably recorded 50 plus songs with with that guy, wow. with those guys. But um, uh, really, really talented. I've had multiple bands go through him, and and uh, yeah, he's he's super talented, and he's he's quiet, kind of keeps to himself. And he does add in his little two cents here and there. And when he does, it's kind of like you, it's kind of like you just, you listen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but I, I wouldn't say, I, I'd say it was self-produced. What about yeah. like the mixing? He did all that on this fly. It was crazy. Cause he was like, you know, we'd have a question about mixing and he's all, it's mixed. Like he does it on the spot. You do a part yeah. and then you, and then you shut up for about 20 minutes and he mixes it down. Then you move on. Like with vocals, I came in to do vocals and he'd have me sing a verse three times and then just have me relax for a while. And he'd pull out the best words and lines. Yeah. Yeah. And then would have me double the comp 
and then I was good to go. It was the most painless thing, but it sounded like the tightest I've ever done. That's amazing. Yeah, it, uh, it turned out so good. I mean, it like it sounds sonically, it sounds amazing. Well, I, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Yeah, what does so, it sound like? Yeah, so actually, we uh, we we did so so Veritas the the opening track the intro which is called Veritas yeah the piano uh, we, yeah yeah we actually did that down in Orange County at Buzz Bomb Studios which is Paul Miner he's done yeah 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 uh, well Jim recorded it at home he he recorded that he did that in his studio he went oh down, wow Jim, Jim oh. was in he made a trip down to L A and while he was there visiting his mom he he did that with Paul. yeah Paul's Jim's brother his Jim's brother, and and yeah. choices oh, we did there. okay yeah we did there too yeah we also recorded choices there we and also forgive recorded me forgive me not and then the rest of the tracks we did with Aaron Hellum and and Aaron actually did like like Jake was saying he kind of just mixed him as he went but we got we actually did a final mix with Paul Miner mm -hmm. Paul Miner actually did a final mix and master. On the entire, okay. did all this, okay. did all the sound like the sequencing and get it all to sound the same. Yeah, to master it basically. Yeah, yeah. But both yeah. guys like were just so it was just so money. But with with Aaron just being behind the helm. But yeah. I mean, we had so many people's hands, like ideas. Me, Tom, Jim, everybody. I mean, like another producer could have been insane. But I would like to work with someone on the next one just to strip us back from what we think is goes right i mean the only time we ever get jammed up is when we all have a great idea and mm -hmm. it might not need everybody's it's a good problem to have yeah so you guys you guys are on uh blackbird records which is you know been putting out a ton of bird like attack good records. like bird, bird attack, attack. Yeah. so they've been putting out some good punk rock but uh like, how did you guys get involved with them? And like, what's it, what's it been like? Has it been good, bad? What's going on well, there? Let me, how do we phrase this uh, cordially? Um, he had a really good run at it, um, coming into it. Uh, a good, Who's strong that? label. Uh, Who's that? His, name, his name's Garrett from Bird Attack, the main dude. Oh, okay. okay. So he cool. knew Luke through Fat Records. And actually, Fat Records uh, referred Luke to them because we were... Um, that we just weren't kind of fitting on in their uh their sound sure, and so they actually sense. mentioned it they actually mentioned it uh and so we looked him up and he liked it so he put out that one and then he he got on board with veritas and then right towards the end he wasn't able to fund vinyl like that was the original deals that we were going to do a 12 inch vinyl which he backed out of and oh shit I, he, he, well he just had a baby and just got married so he might be shifting gears in life in general but he mm. had some great bands. I mean, you know, he had yeah. Buttermouth, you know, uh, Authority Zero and Raths and some really cool stuff. So we with were really... 88 Fingers Louie, who you guys are playing with tonight. Yeah. We yeah. are playing with them tonight, yes. Yeah, so we're not sure. And what we've heard from the other bands is they're starting to having to self-fund. So it's not like he gave us a bunch of money up front. And plus, we're unproven. Of course, no, um, no fun at all. Or 88 Fingers Louie is going to sell a few records. So it's like... Right you know, he's able to throw some money at them, but we had to do it ourselves and it was a reputable label and they put us on the map. So I really have nothing bad to say. They got the digital release out, which I think is the most important to have right away. Sure. And we did want to back out of it at the last minute and not have it come out on the day we right. said it was going to come out. So once, now that we have the album, we can kind of do whatever with it. So we're going to be probably be looking for another home, but um, Garrett's been great to us up until this point. And uh, I got nothing bad to say. I mean, I got four kids and it's like, I know the drill and record companies, it's hard to make money at it. So I can't really 
fault him for not being able to invest his whole life into this thing and, and hope that it all works out. You know, it's, it's right. a, it's a tricky business, even sure. for successful labels. So for sure. Sure. Well, Jake, I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears here for a second. Now I know that you've been in the scene and like the NorCal Santa Cruz Bay area scene for a long time. Now, how would you say that the scene has changed over the years? And is, has that changed your approach to being in a band? Well, yeah. I mean, people just don't go to shows anymore. You know, it's like, it's really hard. I mean, all my friends are old dad guys that it's hard to get them to, you know, shit, go <laughs> just get go out of the house. together, let alone yeah. go to a show. I mean, I'll go see shows that I really want to see, but the scene, um, I, it was so good in the late nineties and early two oh, yeah, thousands. It was, it was so, so good. In San yeah. So I think I'm, yeah. so I think I'm spoiled in San, even in Sacramento. I mean, you had Will Haven, Papa Roach, Deftones, yeah. you know, ADD, all these punk bands. I mean, it was killer all over. And, um, yeah. you know, that's what people did to go have fun. People in their early twenties went out and saw bands and went out and drank beer. And, you know, you'd go make out with some chick with black hair and bangs and a nose <laughs> piercing or something, you know, that's just what people did. There was, there was no Sounds familiar. No, no night really just described my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I just described like 19 of my. Wait, what are you saying, Jake? What are you? What's uh... No, but there wasn't. I mean, that's just that's just what. Uh -oh, I, I think band socially, fight. Yeah. <laughs> socially, that's what people did, and right. that's how you met people. So if right. you didn't know the band, you knew their friends, or you knew they sounded totally. like these guys, and you just went mm -hmm. because it was something to do. And yeah. nowadays, you can experience concerts without leaving your couch and. I think it just changed a little bit. So you got to work a little harder. Um, it is nice in the way that I can like make a flyer and publish it without having to go staple it up everywhere. I can send it out on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I do all the content yep. on our Instagram. So that's cool. I can record a song. I could fart in the mic and put it out tomorrow if I wanted to. Um, you should. And people still know Lonely Kings because they can, they can listen to Spotify or or whatever, you know, yep. they're, oh, I listened to What If today. I can't tell you how many screenshots I've gotten of someone listening to one of the old records and being like, oh, hey, I still have those records. Are, you guys were rad, like, back in the day. And, like, you know, so that's <laughs> cool. Like, we wouldn't exist if it was only CD technology now. So there's good and bad. I just try to, I'm just grateful to be in the game at this point and to have some of that experience and, and um, seeing great bands like at the drive-in play live and, and see, see, see right. that stuff like on its inception, you know what I mean? And see punk. And I mean, I've seen whole genres come and go and then come back yep. again and stuff. So yep. I'm, I'm hoping that people start listening to loud guitars uh, soon enough. And there's some rumblings in the, in the work, but there's nothing more viral than a good punk rock show. And when you feel it and smell it and see it and all your senses sort of pop off. And, you know, I just hope that, um, the next, this next generation knows what that feels like. And, and that little, that little butterfly you'd get when you walk into it, you know, like yeah, I, mean, I share, I share that sentiment. I definitely share that sentiment. And you know, the thing, the thing is, is that, uh, that, you know, you said you're, you know, you're obviously you guys are pretty like active on social media and stuff like that. Like, do you have like Jeff and I have been struggling with that a little bit, just like um, being able to like do the band and then being able to like do, do the, you know, the social media. Do you guys have like, uh, it sounds to me like, uh, you know, like Tom's pretty like tech savvy or whatever, but do you guys have a guy that like kind of handles that or who's the tech guy or do you get, you know what I mean? Like well, do you I guys, do, well, Jake, I do all that. Um, the Instagram stuff. I design all the, mm, okay. the artwork and, and make all the videos. I'm just like insane on my phone. Nice. I use kind of like a uh, a Pro Tools or uh, or a, a video editing app. I mean, Anthony mm -hmm. actually edits real 
videos like he actually does it i just make them on my phone on this uh, adobe clip and then i use lightroom and afterlight and pixay pro and pixlr and different apps that mm -hmm. i shoot graphics around to make them look grungy or old i have a bunch of downloaded yep. fonts i use and then i've just gotten really good at cut and paste and, and building flyers and artwork and i'll go on some pretty deep pinterest dives and Sometimes I'll come up with some stuff that the guys are like, I don't know about the weird guy with the poncho <laughs> on and a mustache. I just you could reference fucking anything, you know? And uh, right. so I, I just try to find cool shit and put it together. So it has sort of a, a synchronicity to it, but I, I, it actually relaxes me. I like building content and that applies to the band. So I've just found a time to do that. Sometimes I get in arguments with my fiance cause she's like, who are you texting? I'm like, this is band work. I'm like designing something. I'm not like a 12 year old girl, like texting my friends. Like, Oh my God, Tommy was fucking lame today or something. I'm actually like making I'm a flyer and shit. shit. Yeah. You probably yeah, do exactly. that too though. Yeah. But now she has me, you know, doing stuff for her, her business and stuff too. Yeah. She'll send me to be like, Hey, can you whip this out for me? So it looks good. And I get all bougie about my Instagram crap, but um, yeah. those are what know, I call I transferable skills. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've always loved making flyers. I loved how flyers make a band, like how bands appear, like their albums. I miss that, like opening up an album, reading the liner notes. Oh, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the Deftones wore Adidas, and the, these dudes wore like leather jackets or ponchos, or like the style, the fashion, the artwork, the lettering. I mean, you know, you can almost tell what a band's going to sound like just by like the way they look. You know, and um, I've yep. just always enjoyed that that part of it. I mean, I'm a hairstylist by trade, so aesthetics are like a huge part of my life and it, it was just been really fun for me to kind of crank out that creative uh creative thing so awesome yeah rad i know that you guys have a sound check to get to i just have a couple more questions yeah. for you now you guys have some shows coming up with papa roach and listening to veritas yeah. i have to say that i feel that your music does have a little bit of mainstream appeal to it now is this something that you guys embrace or you do you think that i'm full of shit Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I know I, I, I will all sell out in a heartbeat. I mean, that's, I'm not saying that on purpose or whatever, like we try to do that, but I've always liked big rock, you know I mean? Some of the mm. offsprings hits were, were oh, I love offspring. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, if it crosses yeah. over, it crosses over. Like no one writes the song. That's it's, it's supposed to be some major hit, but I mean, I remember blink 182 blow up in the door for so many bands or Phoenix TX had that song. Like, remember mm. like, oh, my God. I remember oh, my when I heard Rise Against or, or yeah. Jimmy world um, yeah. when they did bleed American, like yeah. I pulled oh, over yeah. on the side of the freeway and was like, who is this band? And then yeah. I was like, Jimmy world got balls. Like this yeah. now they're the most amazing thing yeah. ever. And so, I mean, if that happens, great. If not, like, you know, at least we put out some solid rock, but yeah, I definitely have always loved a little, a little piece of the mainstream, you know what I mean? And then Anthony's younger. So he comes from that newer school to have more parts and have interesting changes and, and throw in more stuff. So I've had to learn how to, how to, um, lighten up a little bit with that 90s formulaic verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus out kind of mm -hmm. formula so he really helps right. me loosen that up because his other bands have been real creative and we're based off bands like you know glass jaw and touche amore and all these kind of oh, explosive yeah. different like kind of new school stuff but now there's bands like you know citizen and basement that have this mid-tempo yeah. kind of thing that kind of harkens back to the sam i am's and the jawbreakers and all this right. stuff yep. that i grew up on so it's all sort of starting to connect and i think we could fit in somewhere in there you know that. yeah that's yeah, awesome I, I, think, I think first and foremost we, we try to be a a rock band but all of our our backgrounds are are for sure punk punk rock mm -hmm. so i mean that definitely 
that definitely bleeds through. But even like that new Beartooth is rad. It's like metal, yeah. but like punk, but like yeah. mainstream, like shit like that. I just, I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's the album of the day. And it's, it's, um, I don't love all the songs, but some of the songs are pretty rad and, yeah. it, and they kind of jump all over the place, but they do it in, it, it works. They ha, they ha, there's dynamics there. Some of it's a little too like poppy mainstream for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like, or not, not the, I have anything against. What I mean is, it's a little, it's just a, some of it's a little cheese for me, but, but as a whole, yeah, it's really interesting. Like I hear like new metal stuff in there, yeah, and like yeah. hardcore stuff got break, and then it's like yeah. metal. It's like, what did these guys? Do? Yeah, it's like a hardcore it's, band that yeah. cleaned up their act, yeah, which, which I keep <laughs> hearing. Yeah, it's it's kind of oh, it's man, kind that's of great. Cool. I have some some songs that definitely make me rock my head a little bit. But all that, I mean, I love New York hardcore. I was listening to Sick of It All at the gym the other day and just oh, getting pissed. Yeah. Like some guy, some guy wanted on the on the weight yeah. bench and i just glared at him like no i have back tattoos like back on and i'm yeah. not even a meathead but i just totally stared him down i'm like oh no go ahead i'm sorry i'm just i'm listening to sick of it all right now and i'm angry yeah. and i'm 46 and i really need some breakfast you know like anyway well i know you guys i know you guys gotta get to a sound check so the final uh final question is uh what's next for you guys what's uh what's in your headlights what's 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 down the pipeline it's growing yeah so 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 uh we we put in a lot of work um you know over the last few years really going into veritas um you know there's that first kind of ep demo um coercion really wasn't even a band at that time really you know it was kind of like hey let's do this and see what happens that ep was done and it was like okay let's 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 make something out of this see what happens and of course that's Mm -hmm everything came together and uh you know over the last few years we, we really have been hitting it hard with the writing i mean just grinding 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 playing shows here and there you know mm-hmm. um so we really laid down that foundation work you know um we got the we got the album done so now we're really in we've put ourselves in a position to where we can actually start getting ourselves out there yeah we can start playing probably these, some regional yeah. tours and and yeah, hopping awesome. on with bigger bands now yeah. that we have something you know it's 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 cool mm-hmm. and we got some 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 good friends and some pretty rad bands yeah. like we got those p Roach shows and stuff and uh oh, yeah. so that's that's it's 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 cool man we just can't wait to go light it up and show people uh what we got yeah we, we've essentially gotten through the tough part which is which is learning how to write with each other figuring it out and then actually getting that base down to, to grow from so yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna focus on playing some shows um we bought ourselves some time with writing we have a bunch of songs already written that we can work on and and uh yeah. and you know, so so we yeah we're, we're in a good spot this is kind of i think where the fun can can start for the band yeah. absolutely yeah hell yeah good deal man well break a leg tonight you guys thank, thank you. you thank you guys yeah so like you guys are talking about music with the amp with the dynamics you guys need to check out veritas it's out now you guys can find it wherever music is found and uh this is an album that has a lot of dynamics so check it out again thanks a lot guys Thank oh, you. Hey, yes. where can we where can we find you guys? Oh, on Spotify, if you want to. You just gotta there's coercion and then there's coercion ninety-six because okay. we dropped the ninety-six, so that has our EP. And if you go into regular coercion, it has the album Veritas, um, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, all the digital outlets. Yep. And on uh, Instagram we're Instagram coercion underscore band. That's right nice awesome and private yeah just message us like whatever dude we're, we're down to chat all right so that was coercion talking about their music their new ep veritas now we're going to get into the review of veritas 
when I heard this EP, you know, I first heard some of their songs and, you know, I was so pumped to see this kind of like Santa Cruz, like all-star band come together. Now, um, now Jake is the singer and he was in the band Lonely Kings. <clears throat> now the bass player what is uh, Tom Kennedy and he was in this band called Fury 66. And I remember the first show that I ever went to in my entire life was uh, no effects at the vets hall and fury 66 open so i mean that's some history right there and of course luke from good riddance plays guitar and the other guitar player from uh death by stereo and uh the drummer was in a band called ghost parade but i mean it's just like all these guys came together and are just putting out some rad music um now and now for the actual music i can definitely hear a mix of like Good Riddance and Lonely Kings, especially that definitely stands out. And the musicianship on this EP, I think, is just excellent. I mean, especially like some of the guitar playing is just so tight and shreddy, and it all sounds really good. There's like some uh, piano intro on one of the songs. Um, there's just like a lot of really like dynamic sounding uh, musicianship happening in here so the ep is really well produced uh there's you know there's no filler i think that the songs all of the songs there's only seven songs on there and the songs are all good they're like catchy and dynamic uh but like there's no like bad songs and there's also like no bad like parts of the songs now this ends up ha like making for shorter songs like i feel like if anything i could use like a little bit more like a little bit more there in the songs but at least they don't like spend their time like, you know, doodling around or just kind of like trying to do like stupid things that don't really work out. So it it's like I, I thought that the sound is really edgy, uh, but it has like it flirts with like kind of like a mainstream appeal that you could hear like on the radio or something like that. And, um, you know, that, that that's probably the reason why they're going to be opening up for Papa Roach is because, you know, they do have that kind of like mainstream sound you know it doesn't have like the really like fast like thrash like double time but it has like a really driving feel to it that that i've really responded to now decease and desist is awesome it has like a really cool like animated video that was done for them um the song exit wounds i like got like a really heavy like uh like afi type vibe like some of like the newer afi um there's yeah there's really cool like shredding guitar solo stuff um the the closer is called forgive me not and it has like it well first off it has rad drumming the drumming in it is sick and it almost has like kind of like a mainstream almost kind of like a lincoln park kind of vibe to it which you know is not normally what i would like totally listen to but the way they do it is it just it seems to uh i think they they really have a handle on what they're doing so yeah overall like i was a you know big fan of this ep so I wanted to review it. I thought that, you know, again, the musicianship is fantastic. Uh, great songs. And yeah, I'm into it. I can't wait to see what these guys are going to do next. So yeah, that's, that's my take. What's your take? Oh man, I'll tell you what. I really like being a drummer. I really like the drumming. It's just super clean. It's clean. It's tight and it's clean. I just, I think he's, he does a really good job there. Like, um, it's clean and the way the drums are uh, recorded and, and produced, it, it sounds good. It's a good mix. You know, I mean, I think you pretty much said everything. I like the fact that they did um, choices. Uh, they, they made a video and I really like um, videos like that. I think every uh, album should have one of those videos where it's just like uh, 
them working. It's them working, you know what I mean? It's just a studio mm-hmm. video. Uh, it might be them going to get lunch, you know, um, day in life. I like that. I really, you know, I think that's that's a really cool genre of, you know, music videos, you know. and uh, Right, right. Oh, speaking of video, they also have a video for the song Lose to Win. Yeah. And that one, you know, that one also ha- that one has really great backup vocals and also has awesome sound dynamics. Yeah, I think they hit all the all the points kind of on their music videos. I mean, they had an animated video, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh I think it's it, it it's cool, man. I I you know, I think you pretty much said everything that I thought and uh I can't wait to One of the things I really like about what they do is um when they go into the choruses, they have these like leads that kind of are like take you through the choruses and they're not overbearing they're just like tastefully done but they i think they really add like a definite element to mm-hmm. bring the song into the choruses so yeah so again to sum up you know i, I really enjoyed it and you know if i was gonna re- give it a review one no fun eight's great i'm gonna have to give it a seven i thought that it was really solid really really solid album that you know kind of one of those ones that came out of nowhere that i wasn't expecting yeah it's kind of trippy you know because it's 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 a newer sound it's not a newer sound though it it it, it it's a sound that we grew up with and uh, these guys put in a lot of work you know they've been playing for a long time and jeff you and i have seen it and it's really cool that you know that uh they're playing they're playing what sounds good, and uh, they know that now. So, I I mean, I, I can't wait. I'll tell you what, I can't wait to hear what, what they do next. But, yeah, I'd have to go around there, too, about a seven. It, it, it's cool. It's cool. I think it's, nice. I think it's good for the general public, and and uh, it's still good for the, uh, the punk rocker or the, uh, you know, the guy that just likes a little bit harder music. And, uh, yeah, good job, I thought. Sweet. Okay, so with the end of that review, that's going to bring us to the end of the first Loud Feedback podcast of 2019, and it's great to be back. Right, Mike? Hell yeah, Great to be back? We're doing it. Yeah, I'm excited. So you guys can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Don't forget to uh, rate us, give us a review. That stuff really helps other people find the podcast, so we totally appreciate when you guys do that. And, you know, that's that's why we do it. You know, we don't get paid to do this stuff. We just do it just for fun, just because we enjoy it. Yep. So that's that. If you guys want to find me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jeff Fearhaken. Uh, if you want to look it up to figure out how to spell my last name or if you just want to guess, that could be a fun little game we could do. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Instagram at the same at Jeff Fearhaken. Um, find me on those, uh, on those platforms. Hit me up and... Um, Look for new loud feedback podcasts coming in a month. Where can they find you, Mike? Well, I think this uh, this uh, 2019 uh, probably hit me up on Twitter, uh, and you can uh, find me at Michael Gomes with an S 831 on my Twitter account. I uh, it's w- kind of where I hang it loose. You know what I mean? Uh, I repost stuff that uh, stuff that I like and. Uh, if you uh, message me, maybe you'll uh, motivate me to send you a shirt. So, uh, yeah, do that. Go to oh, hey. yeah, Michael Gomes eight three one. Hit me up on Twitter like, and uh, like one of your like one of your old used shirts. No, like one of those. <laughs> I think we're doing loud feedback shirts, man. Loud feedback. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, well you, if somebody you're, you're messages first. me on Twitter 
and says, give me a shirt, I'll hook it up. Oh. And that will start the whole new... All right, guys, you heard that. Uh, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah, so that's it. Awesome. Well, it's good to be back. And um, that's that. That's that's the episode. So we will see you guys next month. Hell yeah. Knuckles. Knuckles. Knuckles.